you know, for, for a lot of people, you know, the workforce and the working world is changing. We've talked about it. There's so many different ways. And one of the ways is the, the real rise of what's we've called the gig economy, right? The situation where people rely less and less on the traditional model, you know, where you, like this one we're talking about with the unions, where you get a job working for someone 40 hours a week or 32 hours a week in this case, nine to five week, you know, the, the traditional employment model that we all know. And now it, it still exists, of course, for a lot of people, but um, a lot of people now live a less structured style. There's freelance work, multiple jobs, side hustles, lots of different realities out there, different ways of trying to make ends meet, some big advantages to that, but there's some pretty big disadvantages. It could really bite you if you're not careful in some ways as well. So we're going to find out about just what we need to know from Alexandria J. Ravenel, who is an assistant professor of sociology at the University of North Carolina, just wrote a book called Side Hustle Safety Net, How Vulnerable Workers Survive Precarious Times. It'll be coming out in October. Alexandria, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you being here today. Oh, thanks for having me. So just to walk us through your own situation here, what was working life like in your world? You had a lot going on at a time, right? I did, yes. Before I went back to school to get my PhD, I was teaching for numerous colleges at the same time, in addition to a career in public relations. And I discovered the hard way that if you have multiple (laughs) jobs at the same time and you lose the one that pays your bills, you are out of luck. Okay, so did you have like one primary job? Maybe it wasn't 40 hours a week, but it was sort of, this is my job, and then I've got a bunch of other jobs on top of it. Would that be a fair way to characterize it? Yes, it was one full-time, uh, 40-hour week job, and then I was teaching part-time in the evenings and weekends. Okay, and then like you say, you lost some of that work and realized right away that the side hustle, which you took on to help yourself, actually ended up hurting you in those circumstances. Tell us what happened. So what happens when you lose a primary job and you apply for unemployment is that unemployment offices, and this is in the U.S. and in Canada, look at whether you are still working, and they say, oh, you still are working part-time, so we're going to reduce the amount of unemployment you get. And sometimes that part-time job that you have is not really making up for the reduction in unemployment assistance that you would receive. That's sort of, I mean, we we talk about that traditional model, right, and how we're moving away from it, but the employment insurance program is still built on that traditional model, right? I mean, it, 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 that's sort of what it's designed to do is deal with that circumstance, right? It is, yes. It's very much a system that hasn't been updated for the new reality of what I call polyemployment, working multiple jobs, which more and more people are doing. Yeah, so if you take a look at what's going on in Canada, and like you say, polyemployment, side hustles, gig work, all that stuff we know is happening. What does employment insurance allow for in Canada? Because they'll start clawing it back right away, right? Right, exactly. So in Canada, you can uh, get a 50 cents on the dollar, um, but if you're working every day, then you're not getting any unemployment assistance. And you might be working every day and literally be making just pennies. So if you're doing an Uber delivery every day or you have a dog walking gig with one dog walking gig a day, you might not be getting any unemployment assistance. And yet what you're making from that side hustle job is really just not enough to survive on. And this has bigger repercussions, not just for individuals, but also for the economy at large. Um, How so? People just won't do it. 
well, that might be one possibility. People wouldn't do it. But in some cases, if you quit that gig work, that can actually affect your ability to get unemployment assistance. Um, also, you know, our economy in both the U.S. and Canada is very much built on individual spending. We have a consumer-driven economy. My spending drives somebody else's paycheck yeah. and vice versa. And so if everyone pulls back, we enter a recession or worse. What do we miss out on? I mean, or in terms of the way the system's been put together, and like you say, there are some glaring holes in it because it probably is way behind the time. So what does it miss out on when it comes to dealing with the new realities? I mean, a lot of it's built on hours. You need so many hours to qualify. I mean, hours don't exist the way they used to for a lot of these side hustles and gig. I mean, there's no hours. Right, exactly. There are no hours. So one of the things we miss out on, of course, is that people can't necessarily uh, qualify for unemployment assistance. You know, a couple of years ago, we talked about the four hour work week, right? We we're all supposed to work four hours a week. That's even better than that 32 hours for the <laughs> potential union workers. Um, but, you know, we never got that. Instead, what we got was everyone working four hours a week for all these different jobs. Four hours a week doing food delivery, four hours a week doing dog walking, four hours a week maybe at a regular employee job. And, you know, when you lose, when you qualify for unemployment, they don't look at all those things together. They are set up for one job for one person. Yeah. And they're not exactly uh, moving towards embracing this uh, poly-employment future. So well, it's a, you're absolutely right. You need a certain amount of time over a certain amount of months, and you need to have pay stubs, and you need to be able to show how many hours you worked and all that sort of stuff. And like you're saying, if, you're, if you've got eight different things a week that generate income, it just it doesn't <laughs> fit into the framework anymore. So, so how do we go about fixing it? Can we fix it? Yes, we absolutely can fix this. Well, first and foremost, we need to reevaluate this whole independent contractor status. You know, in reality, with that, most of the cases is just a way for companies to dodge their responsibilities to their workers. But also, we need to make sure that companies are contributing much more to unemployment assistance. You know, in the U.S., it's rare that I get to say we do something well in our social safety net, but in the U.S., employers bear the entire cost of unemployment assistance, except for in three states. In Canada, some of that cost is actually being borne by the workers. Mm -hmm. And yet, if the workers lose their job, they're going to bear that entire cost of trying to find a new job, of trying to make a go of it, of potentially changing careers. So we need to move more of the cost to the companies where they belong. And also, I mean, in some of these gig economies, those things don't have, like those payroll deductions, like you say, in Canada, the worker bears a lot of it. We all pay employment insurance off of our check every two weeks up to a certain point. Um, that's just the way that it works when you're working for a company that has a payroll department. It doesn't work that way if you're driving for Uber. Or if you've, you've got to do that kind of stuff yourself. I mean, the system doesn't have that built in for us either. Exactly. And if you're a gig worker, you know, this is where Canada is better than the U.S. You can apply for unemployment assistance as a gig worker, but you have to contribute for a full year right. first. Most of the time, <laughs> if this is your part-time work, you don't assume that you're going to lose that work. The companies say that it's always there for you. And also, if you still have that other job, you know, you might lose your side hustle. But if you still have your pr predominant job, your main uh, income source, you've 
face a decrease in your income, but you don't necessarily get unemployment either. So in your case, you were picking up these different, you know, teaching gigs and all this sort of stuff, doing what you can around your core employment. In the end, did you decide, okay, I'm not doing that? I mean, you were doing it to try and improve your financial position. In the end, it ended up hurting you. So so what, what do you do now? I mean, have you decided to change the way you approach things? <laughs> Um, so now uh, I'm in a tenure track job that hopefully will give me security nice. and stability, <laughs> assuming I publish and you know, don't perish instead. So that problem has been solved. Excellent. Alexandria, thank you so much for joining us today. I do appreciate your time.